96.1 FM Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 27th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, and by Premier Automotive. Promotional consideration is provided by Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan. Reginelli's Pizzeria, with locations throughout the metro area. Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue. Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport. By Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall. Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe, with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Wego. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road, by Mike Sirio's Po' Boys and Deli on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Po' Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Manning's Restaurant at Harris Casino on Fulton Street. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tuning app available through iHeart. Of course, you can also get us in many fashions. Alexa, just say play WRKN or play Nash Icon. 106.1 FM. Our podcast will be up following the show at CrescentCitySports.com for you to check it out. You can email us, ed at WGNO.com, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or, of course, you can always call the show. we love for you to do so at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to participate in the conversation with my good and great friend, Ed Daniels of WGNO. WNOL and Friday Night Football, of course, of 106.1 FM Nash Icon, CrescentCitySports.com, the Clarion Herald. Ed, good morning. Hey, how are you, sir? Oh, doing fine, thanks. And, boy, we got so much to talk about. Beautiful weather, great night of high school football. We'll be talking with Wayne Stein of St. Charles Catholic in the next segment. Then we'll visit with Ryan Manali of Jesuit later on. In the hour, of course, we'll talk extensively about LSU. Who's the new head football coach going to be? Does anybody pay attention to the game? Does anyone know there's a Tonight? game going on? No. No. The story is the, the coaching decision, which I think is coming as early as Monday or Tuesday. But we'll yep. talk about that. I'll be in the office tonight, okay, yes. unexpectedly. Uh, Jury will be at the LSU game. Rich will be at the uh, Southeastern playoff game against uh, Florida A&M today. 
Right. And I'll be watching uh, WGNO tonight because yeah. Lincoln Riley's going to be on, and that's going to they're going to talk about it for three and a half. Hours. In all likelihood. <laughs> so <laughs> stay tuned for that. We'll touch on Tulane, of course. Southeastern and the FCS playoffs, as Ed mentioned, with Florida A&M. And the Bayou Classic today here in New Orleans, another great event returning, thankfully, to the city after a year's absence. All of that is on the table. The Pelicans won a game last night, did you know? How about that? Yeah, we'll touch on that, too. Everything we can get to, and there's a team called the Saints that I didn't even mention, but we'll certainly talk about their woes at this point. And it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to join in the conversation. All right, Ed, so high school football, let's look at what we're talking about here as we approach the semifinals and the finals of the two respective select and non-select. I'm so sick of saying that crap, but anyway, I digress, and I don't curse. But number four, Destrahan will be at number one, Zachary. A survival by Zachary, a massive rally from way down to overcome West Monroe in overtime, 37-34. to 34. That came after Zachary got by East Ascension, 24-21. So the Broncos are resilient. They're tough. they got a great quarterback. But I think they're beatable based upon what I'm looking at. And Destrahan mm-hmm. is playing really good defense. I mean, they are a good football team. Yep, we'll and be they, there. And they beat Rustin. 24 to 10, so Destrahan at Zachary in the 5A semis. The other semifinal, in case you missed it, the juggernaut, Acadiana, defending champion, rolled over Parkway 42 to 14. Ponchatoula went to Monroe and took apart Washita Parish 52 to 20. Is that significant? Washita Parish beat West Monroe. Yeah. What does that tell you about Ponchatoula? So Ponchatoula is at home against Acadiana. We've seen that one before, and let's see if. Ponchatoula can make the adjustment to that vaunted offense of Acadiana with that veer look that's been very difficult. In 4A, it will be Westgate, the five, who won a thriller at Northwood, 34-32, up in Shreveport, to play Carr. Carr took care of Carver, 33-7, so Carr will host Westgate at Berman Stadium at 7 p.m. this coming Friday night. Meanwhile, on the other side of the bracket, you've got a a really good game. Maybe the best game of all, Ed. You got number two, Neville, hosting number three, Warren Easton. Been there and done that. These are two great programs, two great teams. It ought to be a great game. Neville took apart Cecilia, 41-7. to Warren Easton routed Bell Chase, 63-7. to I'm not sure anybody's playing better than Warren Easton mm-hmm. right now. I mean, that is a really good-looking sure. team. We'll get all your comments after we run through the results. In uh, 3A, Sterlington, maybe the game of the night, one of the games of the night, I think the two best teams played last night, Sterlington and Madison Prep. Unfortunately, they met in the quarters, and in overtime, Sterlington beat Madison Prep 40-34. to The number one seed Panthers now will host Church Point, who beat West Feliciana 28-14. to Meanwhile, St. Martinville, remember how they used to be prominent under Carol Della Husse? Well, they're yeah. back. Yeah. They're in the semifinals. The three seed outscored Lutcher 59-42, to and they will now play Union Parish Remember, Union Parish, the Farmers, in the championship last year. And it looks like they got a good chance to get back, although this game is at St. Martinville. Union took apart an unbeaten Abbeville team 45-6 to last night. In the 2A bracket, uh, the defending champion Manny easily over number eight Rose Pine, 50-12. Manny will host unbeaten Avoyles, who beat North Caddo, or have once beaten Avoyles. Avoyles beat North Caddo 46-28, so Manny hosts Avoyles. 
Been there, done that, seen that game before. A meet. What a win last night for the Warriors. They went to unbeaten General Trask way up north and whipped them 20-2, to Ed. And they meet now. We'll get a home game mm-hmm. against Jonesboro Hodge, who won an absolute thriller over Franklin 29-28 to last night. So they meet hosting Jonesboro Hodge. And then in 1A, you've got Logan Sport, the one, who whipped Basile, the 9-44-14. Logan Sport and Oak Grove, who I think are the two best teams, are going to play in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Oak Grove, my pick to win it. Defeated West St. John 34-6 in Edgard. That game will be at Logansport. Meanwhile, the Homer Pelicans are a good team, too. They won 40-6 over White Castle. They'll be home to Haynesville in another familiar matchup in it's the a, semifinals. It's a tornado, sir. What did I say? I don't know. I, I just – because they, the Homer Pelicans. No, if you say tornadoes, they go crazy. It, it's, it's Haynesville. The, it's the Golden tor- Tornado. Cor- tornado, singular. I said that. Don't yeah, me. I know you did. I'm just I'm – just, I'm just having a little fun with them because if someone says tornado, they get offended. They get they they get offended by a lot, but they really get offended by that. Meanwhile, in Division One, you've got the final set and all the select divisions are set. The number one Catholic High scored late, kicked the extra point, beat number five St. Paul's 29-28. Great game, Catholic. As a result, the number one will play the number two Jesuit who defeated Brother Martin 28-10. to More on that coming up with Ryan Manali at about 10.40. Mm-hmm. You can go watch the replay at CrescentCitySports.com of the call we had last night. Terrific effort by the Blue Jays. And so they'll play Catholic in the title game at Yeoman Stadium at 7 p.m. next Saturday night. I'm told that will be the start time. And we'll have it for you, I'm sure, here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Division Two final, E.D. White, the number one seed. They continue to roll. They beat the defending champ, St. Thomas, more 31-21. And the number one will play the number two, my pick to win it, U High, who took apart Vanderbilt Catholic 45-14. That game, of course, will be played in Lafayette at Cajun Field. In Division Three, it will be a rematch. Again, four-time defending champion Lafayette Christian took apart Newman 49-7. And they will meet St. Charles Catholic for the third straight year in the title game. The Comets went on the road. One at Notre Dame, 17-13. More on that coming up in the next segment. Wayne Stein of the Comets, who will join us. That game will be played at Yeoman Stadium, we're told, at 2 o'clock next Saturday afternoon. So 2 and 7. That's what I'm told. So, again, it hasn't been made official, but that's what I've been told. 2 and 7. That makes sense. It does. Clear the stadium. Absolutely. And then, Sell more tickets. We plan on doing that game, too, right here on 106.1 FM. Meanwhile, in Division 4, what a game last night. The two best teams played in the semifinals in their annual rematch. And this time, Washita Christian at home prevailed in overtime over Calvary Baptist, 40-37. to What a game that had to be to see those two teams play again. Meanwhile, Southern Labs really good. They shut out St. Frederick, 33 to nothing. So it will be OCS, Washita Christian, hosting Southern Lab. All right, Ed, so some really good games all over the place last night. Your overall take? Um, you know, look, I went to the Jesuit game. I thought they did a great job, and uh, they they made some big plays in the passing game, which I think surprised Brother Martin a little bit um, because they were not having a, a ton of success running the ball. They were running it pretty well. But um, the call of the night, I, I, I thought the screen worked beautifully on third and 13 at, down at the goal line. That was, a, uh, that was a really good call. And, of course, the big play on special teams. That really turned the game around. Changed the game, the because, script kick. Yeah, yeah because, because it's, you seven, score seven. at 7-7, seven, seven, and then you recover that, and 
there's a ton of momentum and you hit another big pass play. So all of a sudden the other team is back on their heels. Plus, you know, it's, it's amazing. You say, well, it's an 18-point game. But you look at a couple of things that changed the game, and I thought the uh, penalty on the Brother Martin touchdown pass was, was also a big Except there's a except if there's a huge upset, you're going to get a certain level of club with with certain characteristics, and both of those teams have that. And the 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 point I'm trying to make is that both rely on being extremely physical, and that's what happened in that game because no one all year, maybe other than Jesuit Kenny, in that game earlier this year, stood up to Brother Martin physically. Brother Martin has dominated people, and they weren't able to do that, and uh, that's a tribute to, you know, how hard Jesuit plays. And, and, and the one thing I would say is just walking their sideline, the one thing that I can see is how much bigger a team they are these days. You can tell that they're spending um, a ton of time in the weight room, and you know that that's – that's part of what coach's philosophy is, and all coaches do that. But he's kind of maniacal about the weight room, and you can just tell that they are a, a much bigger team now than they've ever been. And that's no knock on any of their previous clubs. They just, they just, look, they just look like, like a big physical football team, and that's how they play. Well, as we talked about on the broadcast last night on 106.1 FM here for Nash Icon and at CrescentCitySports.com, it's also there's you got to be good and you got to be lucky. They got healthy at the right time. They had a bunch of injuries yes. after the Curtis game in the regular season, and they just basically got everyone back in the last week or so, with one exception, Braden Helm, who couldn't play, but everyone else played. And then they moved Spencer Lenazga to offense. He's a big, strong guy, and he he was the guy they were running behind. 77 most of the night. Sure. And that was a big move that paid off handsomely. On the other hand, Brother Martin lost one of its two best offensive linemen Correct. against Bird and Michael Bro, who unfortunately and hurt that, his knee and didn't that play. That really hurt them. It really hurt them. Yes. Their second offensive lineman that they didn't have, uh, the other could not play. And we'll leave it, you know, there. So as a result, they weren't quite the same that team that dominated people mm -hmm. up front. So 
And then there's the, ob- the I think the other thing about it, and I think Wade Kaiser picked up on this pretty clearly last night. You know, when you go talk to people before the game and you visit and everything else, uh, they just seem to be the looser team, uh, clearly. And on the other hand, I feel bad for, for Brother Martin. I feel bad for Mark Bonese. He's a class act and a great coach, and they they keep getting to that level and, and, and uh-huh. just haven't been able to get well, over the hump. And it's, it's hard. Look, anybody that wants to – Point fingers at him. He's a great coach. They do a terrific job. That's a heck of a staff. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to play people twice that are good, that know how to beat you. You know what this reminded me of? 2014 when Jesuit won the state championship. Rommel was, Rommel Rommel was the, the number yeah. one seed and undefeated and beat Jesuit in the regular season. Had to play them again. And Jesuit whipped them at the same site at Tag Gormley Stadium. That was like 28-14. Similar. Uh, similar situation and a similar result second time around. And it happens again. So, again, there's nothing you can do about the format. You're stuck with this garbage of having to play the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. But in this particular instance, look, the better team won last night. They clearly deserve to win. They won the football game because they won up front. And that's very seldom can people say that when they play Brother Martin. But Jesuit won up front last yeah, night. That they, they won the game honestly. And, you know, one other thing that I thought was really cool is to be at a game last night at Gormley and to see that many people at a game. And we it was had beautiful. A, it was we fantastic. Had, we had a crowd like that earlier this year when Jesuit played Holy Cross. Of course, the uh, traditional rivalry, there was, a, there was a large crowd there. But I really thought that, um, you know, both, both schools and their supporters really, really acquitted themselves well. It was Terrific. A, it was a tremendous crowd out there. And I think there were a lot of people out there who – who didn't go to either school, who were just high school football fans. And, you know, those kind of games last night grow the sport. Without a doubt. And that's what I really enjoyed more than anything because, you know, we, we, we have great respect for both of those coaches and, and teams, and we want to see them both do well. So one of the, the takeaway for me last night was uh, what a winner the high school game was to be there. You know, and I had – I had some Brother Martin guys texting me before the game and during the game, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm hearing from these guys? Where have they been all year? You got to see my phone uh, as we were doing the broadcast. I got like 72 people texting me during the game. Yeah, like what are you doing? Like like, what were you doing during the game, you know? It's like, you know, I got people – and they mean well, okay? Sure they do. People are great, okay? They're excited. Right, they're excited. But, you know, hey, I'm in, I'm in the stands. I'm waving at you. And I'm like, Good. I'm like, I'm like there's so many people here. I'm sorry I can't see you. Uh, you know, prob- I probably don't see as well as I used to anyhow. So, but that's a story for another day. It was just a lot of – it was a great atmosphere. Yep. And, uh, and it was just uh, great to be able to be there and partake in that. For those that really didn't see the era of high school football before pro football in this town. I was kind of like what it was. Well, it's kind of like what it was. I mean, it was you go back and look at all the old pictures. Rob Bricado can tell you all about it. Sure. Bill Baumgartner can give you some perspective on it. Uh, of course, my late father would tell me all the time, and he took me to games when I was a little kid all the time. And listening to Mr. Kreider on the PA system. And the Curtis Kreider. In the big scoreboard. Uh, in the end zone, of course, the big black scoreboard and the loudspeakers attached to it. All I had ringing in my ears was, for Shag, yeah. who was the Jesuit quarterback, and I was taking the Jesuit games as a kid all the time. So that, that kind of stuff as a kid, certain things stick in your mind. But I could always hear the Criders 
in their PA calls at right. that time. But, yeah, it was a special time. And last night really brought that back. And kudos to both schools uh, for being so supportive and being out there the way they showed up, two largest private institutions in the New Orleans area on the high school level. So no shock at that. But great support, great night, and certainly a great night for Jesuit, to say the least. We'll take a timeout, 504-260-1061. Wayne Stein of St. Charles Catholic joins us next. Then Ryan Manali of Jesuit. Stay tuned as we continue with the Three Tailgaters show here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllStateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC Series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 Hybrid or rugged V90 Cross Country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. The following ad is paid for by McClenny Mosley and Associates, 1820 St. Charles Avenue, Suite 110, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70130. Attention homeowners with homeowners insurance. If your home was damaged by the recent Hurricane Ida, you may qualify for additional compensation. Was your home damaged by Hurricane Ida? Are you concerned you were cheated or underpaid by your insurance company? If so, it's not too late to receive the compensation you deserve. In August 2021, much of Louisiana was devastated by a violent hurricane, leaving destruction in its path. Insurance companies often underpay and purposely undervalue claims for weather damage to homes, leaving you to pick up the pieces. You may be entitled to significant compensation and bad faith damages. Know your rights. Call McClenny Mosley & Associates. We have the experience needed to fight insurance companies for the value you deserve. 
Call now for a free evaluation of your claim. Please call 800-824-9522. That is 800-824-9522. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. In Division Three, it will be a very familiar sight at Yeoman Stadium next Saturday afternoon. We're told 2 o'clock. We'll get more on that in a moment. When the St. Charles Catholic Comets, who are unbeaten, take on the Lafayette Christian Knights. Been there, done that. Third straight year, these two programs will meet in the championship game. That by virtue of Lafayette Christian dismantling Newman 49-7. And by St. Charles Catholic going to Crowley and beating an outstanding Notre Dame program 17-13. Rematch, rematch, rematch. It was the second straight year that the Comets have had to beat Notre Dame in the this round to get there. And they did. Had to do it on the road because even though they're unbeaten, they lost power points due to Dillisal forfeits. That would have been a game certainly to be played in Laplace. But this team that only has one uniform to wear and had severe damage by Hurricane Ida has overcome everything. And here they are in the championship game again. It's a testament to those kids, to that community, to that coaching staff led by first-year head coach but longtime coach Wayne Stein who joins us now. Wayne, congratulations. I hope I encapsulated it all a little bit in that intro, right? Yeah, Ken, you know, you just skipped, you know, replace the legend in Coach Monica. And, uh, you know, like I tell my kids all the time, he didn't come here to play for me. But um, here we are. And it, it really is amazing everything that our communities went through. And I think football has kind of been that normalcy for them. And the football part has really been unbelievable. And very happy to go to a place that, very few go to and win in, in Crowley, Louisiana last night. No kidding. And, and I had a, I got a text from someone overnight. Of course, I was busy uh, doing our show and being at the Jesuit Brother Martin game. And somebody's texting me like, why is St. Charles wearing black uniforms as a road team? And I, I, I answered immediately. They said, because they've only got one uniform. So, <laughs> you know, right. Notre Dame accommodated them to wear their road whites just to be able to accommodate them. So, again, I, I don't think everybody totally grasps what you've been through. Right, Ken. And, you know, you know we didn't lose all 100 jerseys, but with, with mold mitigation and things like that, you know, we lost five to six jerseys per color except for the black. So, you know, every coach has really been great understanding that. LHSA has been great. You know, we sent them immediately, and, and they understood. So it's it's all we got. It's the only one we have 100 numbers in. So, um, you know, I think sometimes the football part, we've played so well, I don't know if people realize how bad Laplace really was. You know, it really was ground zero. And I'd still say of the 100 players, there's 65 to 70 of them that are currently not living in their homes. They're either living in a camp or in their driveway or living with a friend. And, you know, the people that have reached out to us, you know, you really get to see how great humanity is and truly believe in, 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 in people uh, because it's been phenomenal, the people that have reached out and helped us. But, you know, our story, I don't want to say it's untold, but I think the way our football teams played, people have kind of not quite sure exactly what our kids have really went through, and they've handled it so well, and I couldn't be prouder to be that coach. Still can't wait to see the Comets back in those blue jerseys, though, okay? so Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. <laughs> Ed? Coach, back in uh, 2011 when you guys won the championship, you had a three-point win over Parkview. 
in the semis, and I thought that was a you know, pretty monumental win. Was was this something that was in that neighborhood? Yeah, you know, it was a big win. I mean, we were blessed in 2016. I don't know if you guys remember. We actually went to Crowley and, and won, and won yeah. without scoring an offensive touchdown. Uh, you know, and last night was a little bit different. You know, we thought we played well in the first half. We, we didn't play so well in the second half, and Notre Dame and Crowley certainly had a lot to do with that. Uh, but, you know, we told our kids that we are where we expect it to be. We we have a very good football team. Uh, we've really focused on us. But, you know, to go in the Crowley and beat a Louis Cook coach team, and I know Coach Cook didn't knew it wasn't one of his better teams, but they've got better every week, as all his teams do. And, I mean, it was just an ultimate war. It was like playing against ourselves. Both teams were just trying to shrink the game and get it to the fourth quarter and find a way to win in the end. In the end, our kids made a couple more plays than theirs did, and we were able to walk away with the victory. I know, uh, you know, I go back to last year, and that was that was such a um, such a street fight with with Lafayette Christian last year. Um, do you expect the same thing this year? Well, I hope so, because that's the type of game that 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 we have to play, and it's the type of game that that we can win. Uh, we're not going to win a shootout. That's not who we are. Uh, really the script for besides the first three minutes of the game, you know, when we give up an 80-yard touchdown on the first play and then our offense turns it over and we hold them to a field goal. So we give up 10 points in, I think, a minute and 30 seconds and then finally settle down and the rest of the way, you know, we, you know, we, we score seven points on defense and we had some opportunities. We moved the football. That's, who, that's the only way you can beat a team like a Lafayette Christian um, they're extremely talented, but extremely well coached. I, I don't think that coaching staff gets enough credit. Trev Falk and those guys really coach those guys up. Um, and, you know, two years ago, we really kind of got blown away. And, and it's one of those things. I don't think you really know what you're getting into until you really play them. And uh, last year, there was a little more familiarity. Um, and then hopefully this year, you know, we can continue to give us a chance, you know, late in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, the, the, the perception that somehow they just throw the ball out there and put it on automatic pilot is incorrect, correct? It's incorrect. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, and, and the kids play extremely hard. Um, and, you know, we had the utmost respect for them. You know, last year after the game, I don't know if you guys were there, the kids were really, really respectful of our kids and the effort that our kids had laid on the line. And so were the coaching staff. So it's it's been a little bit of a rivalry, but never, never dirty, never, you know, never chippy. There's just been two teams that really fly around and get after one another, and they're very well coached. I mean, you know, you get a play that pops and you try to run again, and, and there's nothing there, um, and you just have to be multiple as you possibly can on defense. They have great players, great playmakers, uh, but their coaching staff put them in position to make a lot of plays. Yeah, we, we did the game last year in Natchitoches, and we'll be probably, it looks likely we'll be doing the game on radio again this coming Saturday afternoon. You you hearing 2 p.m., is that the time you're hearing, Wayne? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yep. the email was sent out to the select schools, um, you know, prior to this game. The times were already set, uh, yep. Division three, 2 o'clock, and Division one, 7 o'clock. Yeah, that's what I was told. So just making sure. All right, uh, Wayne Stein with us from St. Charles Catholic. Last night's game. Uh, you jump out 7 nothing. Look, this is a St. Charles Catholic victory because I- I'm laughing because this is how St. Charles Catholic wins. The kicking game is so big 
for your program. And so you return the opening kickoff, big kickoff return, sets up a touchdown. You take a 7-0 lead. They trick play you to tie it, and then you take the lead, and then they come back and score on a touchdown pass. They miss the extra point, and then uh, Chauvin kicks a field goal. Again, your kicking game so solid, and then your defense so good, which it has been all year long. Once you get that lead, you just weren't going to give it up, and a lot of guys contributed. I know Michael Hotard had the interception to clinch it, and and Caden Jones, I'm told, had a really good game for you as well. He did, Ken, and, and probably for Caden Jones' standards, he, he, he's disappointed in some of the things that he did, but when the game got on the line the last three plays, I mean, he just took it over. I mean, I think he ends up with 11 tackles and two sacks, and, um, you know, you have to continue to, to play great defense versus a, a Notre Dame and, and Louis Cook, who just continues to give you every single possible look. You know, in the first half, we kind of controlled the game. Uh, we gave up the trick play. That was the only first down we gave up the whole first half. But our offense was really the test, you know, the, the tail of the first half. We held on to the ball for 17 minutes, you know, in the first half of the 24. And they kind of flipped the script on us a little bit in the second half. And, their offense held on to the ball, you know, 16 minutes in the second half. So it, I'm not going to say it's funny, but it's, it's the same It's the same mentality by both teams. You know, just try to win it late, uh, not afraid to win ugly. Uh, that's who we are. You know, kids are really the most impressive part about them is they've not panicked in any situation. Going back from the 3 nothing game from the other side to being down 7 6 two minutes to last night, they're as comfortable as I think anybody could be playing in a tight game. Ed? And that really is an acquired skill, don't you think, Coach? I think it is, and I think, you know, um, you know, our offense, defense, special teams complement each other. And what I mean by that, there are obviously plays that Coach Tom Monica might think that he, he could run to give us a chance to score, but what I think he's done a great job of all year is feel the flow of the game. You know, feel how the defense is playing for us and so forth, and, and when is it time to take those chances, and when is it time to play it close to the vest and let the defense go play, and I would say he's batting a 1,000 when it comes to that, or when to, when to push the envelope and when to let the defense play, and I think our offense, what they do, complements our defense. I mean, ultimately, our defenses play great, and the statistics are staggering, but our offense keeps us off the field. It's not some no-huddle, try to speed everybody up, see how many plays they can run. I mean, we played 50 snaps last night, which that's unheard of for a lot of people. So we, as a defense, are the beneficiary of what our offense does, and I hope vice versa. You know, our offense's average starting field position on the whole season in 10 games is on a plus 46. So, uh, you know, good special teams, great defense. That's how we built this thing. That's how Coach Monica built it. And then just very efficient offense taking care of the football, and that's been our recipe for success a long time, and hopefully it can continue. You know, Coach, sometimes just watching the game, okay, I think that sometimes teams who run no huddle and do it proficiently are hurt defensively by the fact that they're not as physical as maybe they want to be. Am I am I off target there, or, or is there some truth to that? Well, there's definitely something to that, and I think, you know, that definitely uh, plays into a fact like versus Notre Dame. So, I formation is not something that's foreign to our kids. I mean, when we go St. Charles versus St. Charles, I mean, it's physical football, it's I formation. And then I always think it's a lot easier to get more finesse and more spread than it is to get physical in one week, right? And, 
we always talk about that preparing for those teams uh, like that run the veer like the Curtis and so forth. You know, that's not easy if you've been facing spread and sacking a quarterback for six weeks in a row, and then now you got to go tackle the dive and be option responsibility and things of that nature. So definitely think that the way we're built allows us to be able to sit in there and go toe-to-toe with the Notre Dame or somebody that's going to run the football. Um, but it is a spread world. I mean, that's the world that we live in, and I think our physicality of, a def- of our defense does come with the what type of offense that we run. Coach, I'm going to say this as, as a compliment. It may not sound like it, but when I go to your practices, you guys practice like lunatics. And will, <laughs> will you do that this week, or because it's a championship game, will you back off a little bit and, and try to help you guys be as fresh as you can? What's, what's your um, modus operandi this week in that regard? Right. We're not going to change. And, and, you know, there hasn't been many changes that I've made. Uh, as the head coach, but one is that the length of practice has been and cut down to what maybe we used to do. Uh, you know, we have an extra day. We got some bumps and bruises. I mean, our kids play so tough. And when you play that physical brand of football you just talked about, you know, on Saturday morning, sometimes you're going to look like the walking wounded. Uh, right. So we got to take care of our kids, but our kids don't know anything better. I mean, if if all of a sudden I would come in and try to really curtail it, they would say, man, what's going on? Coach doesn't think we got a shot to win. I mean, this is who our kids are. They're built on toughness. Not that we're going to bang each other into the ground, but we have to practice physical. We have to continue to do those things that got us to this point. And it's going to be business as usual for us. We're not going to change. We're going to prepare for Lafayette Christian. But we focused on ourselves all year, uh, and I, hopefully that can continue. And we've been saying all year it's a race to see who can be great at the end. And here we are at the end. I just told my seniors, you know, Seven days left of your football life. You know, no stone unturned. Uh, our coaching staff is going to continue to work and try to put them in position. But this is a player. This is a player sport, man. It, you know, you can't fix anything with defensive calls and blitzes or plays. It's all about the players, and our players have just been unbelievable for the last ten weeks. He's Wayne Stein of St. Charles Catholic. Comments in the Division Three State Championship game at Yeoman Stadium next Saturday at 2 p.m. against Lafayette Christian. We'll be there. We hope you will, too. Wayne, congratulations. Great job. Look forward to seeing you this coming weekend. Thanks, God. Thanks for having me again. Okay, Our pleasure. Bye. All right, it's 504-260-1061. A brief timeout. When we return, we will visit with Coach Ryan Manali of Jesuit as the 3 Gator Show continues on 1061 FM NASH Icon and at NASHFM1061.com. Exodus chapter 2 tells the story of the children of Israel in Egypt. It said they continued to groan under the burden of their bondage. They cried out for help, and their cry rose up to God. It said God heard their groaning. He remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, and he looked down on the people of Israel, and he knew it was time to act. Well, let let me give you some more good news for right now. In the middle of your most difficult times, know this, God has not changed. He still sees, he still hears, he still remembers. This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this week at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. We will worship and we will speak words of peace, encouragement, and Holy Spirit insight. Follow us on Facebook at LifeGate Church Ministries, or you can follow the messages on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. But in the meantime, remember this, he sees, he hears, and he remembers. (laughs) That's good news.
Diamonds Direct celebrates the holidays with you with a magical offer to make your dream gift more affordable than ever. Starting this Friday, we're offering four years zero interest financing. Has she been dreaming of a new engagement ring, a bigger diamond, an elegant pair of diamond earrings, or a stunning diamond eternity band? With this amazing offer, you can afford to go big this Christmas. Just pick any item, get the unbeatable value price Diamonds Direct is known for, and spread your payments over four years with zero interest. Think about a $9,000 design ring comes out to just $188 a month. At Diamonds Direct, our showcases are filled this year with gifts you'll absolutely love. Gifts that will last a lifetime. Colored gemstones, all-new designer jewelry from New York and L.A., and the biggest collection of rare, precious diamonds we've ever offered. It all starts Black Friday. Diamonds Direct special holiday finance offer. Get holiday hours, directions, and see exclusive online Black Friday offers at DiamondsDirect.com. Unapproved credit. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfast with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. At Chad Gormley Stadium last night, I was told in excess of 18,000 people, maybe our guest can give us a little bit of a of a... Headway on that. I heard he got 20% of the gate. Is that he true? He got 25. I think 25% of the gate? Or something re- like that. I heard he redid his deal before the game. Right. Like Lincoln Riley. Correct. And said that I won 25% of the gate. Right. Wow. And I guess Tammy's going shopping. 5% of it went to Tammy for shopping, and the other 5% went to Brody for running around with the flag. So, <laughs> something like that. Of course, we're talking about Jesuit and its 28-10 to 10 victory over Brother Martin last night in the Division One. Semifinals, go back and watch the replay as many times as you'd like free at CrescentCitySports.com. Ryan Manali, the head coach of the Blue Jays, joining us now. Ryan, first of all, congratulations. And secondly, there you go. All right. <laughs> there you are. Right. Yeah, all, right. all right, you got it. So, rah, rah, rah. Okay. So, did you get, yeah, you think I don't know yeah, this stuff? You so, oh, you're welcome. Hey, did we get the financials right, by the way? 
Well, I, I tell you, what I need is uh, I need to probably sign a deal with one of y'all to be my agent here. Okay. Because um, I don't uh, think we discussed that before. I wasn't, you know, thinking about that. We're thinking about the game, but seeing that crowd of yeah, uh, and that's right, Ed. It was about eighteen thousand, from what I understand. Uh, just short of twenty thousand, and, uh, and and you could see it. And people sent me some great pictures. That's just amazing. As I really didn't get to enjoy the crowd as much. Um, but yeah, no, that, 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 it's, a, it's a great. It was a great night for Jesuit High School, and uh, you know, on the field, uh, couldn't be more proud of my young uh, of our young guys, and coaches, and everybody involved. So special to see that because, look, we're we're blessed, you know, with CrescentCitySports dot com to have done the rivalry game with Holy Cross every year now for so many years, and simulcast it with Cox Communications, and that's a ten thousand type crowd every year, and otherwise. Uh, the biggest crowd, you know, I can recall in Edward too, would be back in 2014 when Jesuit and Rommel played in the state semifinals in a very similar situation to last night, and they had about 13,000 on that night. But this was bigger than that, and bigger than any of the Holy Cross games. That was some sight to see, wasn't it? It, it was special. It was great, and uh, you know, and I think uh, the kids on both sides kind of deserve it. It was two real good football teams going at it, and um, you know, and I think that. Uh, you know, I'm just happy to have be able to embrace it and have our players and coaches be able to experience that and and just see you know two great institutions going at it and you saw the you saw the support of the alumni and uh, what a great night of football and you know can't wait to get get back to work here on the next opponent but, uh, that's great because not that many teams get to do this at this point but uh, right now still very just very happy for uh, everybody involved at Jesuit High School and everybody that was there supporting. Uh, that was even from my years at De La Salle. It was great to see a lot of guys and a lot of coaches there, and it was just it, it was a great night. Yeah, even some guys that played for you at Rummel. I mean, it's amazing the support. Yeah. And again, it was community people there, not just school people last night as well. No, you no, know, it's pretty yeah, interesting. No, no doubt interesting. about it. No doubt about that. It, 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 it was great, and uh, you know, and yeah, going all the way back, you go back all the way ten years to Rummel, and my years there, I mean, I had guys that I graduated with. From, from at the game there, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of people messing with me a little bit, but they're all supporting, and uh, it, was, it was great to see, and, you know, and uh, that, that, that's, on, that's, on, that's on me, but I'm going to tell you, it's, it, yeah. this is definitely not about me. This is about the, some, most of the staff that was in place and then the quality young men that we have leading our football program. Yeah, I want to get in football and ask you some questions, but I, I, it really is true, though, because people, there are rivalries and people get after each other, but most people at the end of the day, really respect each other and I'm just laughing because you know one of the guys that taught me in high school one of my dear friends we just lost him a couple of days ago Don Dessauer a wonderful man who I loved uh, and taught me at Rummel and just thought the world of him and and Michael is on on Facebook uh, all over the place congratulating Jesuit and Ryan and what a job by Ryan and blah 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 and everything else and then at the end he says Raider pride you know so I mean it's pretty funny <laughs> but that truly does encapsulate things I think the rivalries are are huge and and they they get after it really good but I think most people and I stress most at the end of the day have enormous respect for each other yeah I mean there's no doubt I think when you put so many quality people uh, you know this league is filled with just great people um, you know I mean Coach Bonice last night. I mean, you can't ask for a better person uh, to lead young men and, 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 you know, family man and just all the right traits that you need. I mean, just, you know, he has his team prepared week in, week out. And you take just, just in that game last night, it was, it was a battle. And then uh, at some point late last night, I mean, it was just a, 
you know, text back and forth exchange with us. And just, uh, it, it's just first class people, uh, makes a first class league with, 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 with very good student athletes. Um, you know, and, and it's it, it just, it's great to be back part of this. Well, I'm setting it up to ask you questions now because I, I'm very transparent. I did not think you would win this game. I thought Brother Martin would win this football game. They were playing so well uh, for so long and just dominating people. And yet, you not only won, you won convincingly. So I, I set that up for Ed because I'm, I'm totally honest. I did not see this coming, Ed. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to this. Right before the game, I'm not going to give away exactly what Coach was saying, but Coach, you told your guys walking up and down the sideline that we do what we do and that's it. And that's basically, am I encapsulating that in a nutshell? No, that, that, that is. That's the exact message. You know, one thing I, one thing I want to, you know, it was uncharted waters to every single player in that locker room. They're not used to semifinal games. It could easily get into a uh, talking war between Brother Martin and uh, Jeff, just, a, just kind of a rival, uh, rivalry. And, uh, you know, it, this game, it, it was about four quarters of us being, of Jesuit football being on our, our best worrying about just what Jesuit football does and what our culture is, what we stand for, and what our keys to victory are. And that's it. I did not want them to blink. And, you know, with the big crowd, with the emotions, let let, let, the, let, let our opponent, or, or and I'm not saying they did this at all, but let, them, let, let everybody else buy into the big game. We got to make sure we're just playing the way Jesuit football is meant to be played. And even during that, we did struggle early on with that. I mean, we, we had a couple things that happened that we normally um, we, 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 we don't like to do. And, and it's just sometimes the moment's so big, and that was my preaching, my message, is just make sure that we're playing our game the best way we can play. Control what well, we couple, control, and that, that was the message. Yeah. A couple of things, Coach. I saw the look on your face before the, before the squib kick. I was down on the sideline. I knew it was coming. I knew something was up, <laughs> okay, because I saw the look on your face. And, okay. Uh, and, and and so, uh, you know, we're going to have to coach you this week to be, if you're going to do that again, you have to have like a total, like, um, total stone face. But, but I, I don't know, I just, I just woke on that purple. No, I just I'm thought, I said, hey, I, I think, and I thought the screen call was, you know, especially the down and distance there. I thought that was a, a perfect setup. What did you look at when you when you looked at the screen call, Coach? Well, we discussed on the headset is the big thing is, and you know, Coach Bainfall said, whatever we do, make sure we we don't want to get out of field goal range. You know, that was the, his message to me on the headset from his experience. And you know, we talked about it. And I said, well, this is what I like, this, this, and this. And we kind of talked about it. And we thought it was the right time. Uh, to be honest with you, it was a screen setup that we've been practicing and, and, and never got an opportunity to run at that place on the field. And um, you know, we wanted something safe. We wanted something to the boundary because they like to come with more field pressures and overload that way. Um, right. You know, and, and we thought it. We thought it would be safe. Whether we thought we could score or not, you know, we, we knew it could be a decent play in the game from game planning, and uh, it, you know, and the kids executed uh, executed as well as you could. Now, you 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 have not run that play this year, Coach. Have you? We we run screens. We have not run that one. That you have not run that screen. Okay. We've been practicing it. We practice it every just about every week, and uh, you know, it's just you wait for that perfect time and that you want to call things, and, and it just kind of worked out. And I yeah. think that typifies a team 
that's playing a team a second time, you've got to come up with some different wrinkles. Right, but it's not, it's not unusual, though, Coach, to practice. Uh, you know, I remember uh, JT ran a, um, a fake punt against Evangel in the state championship game like seven, eight years ago. And I said, how long have you been practicing that play? Two years, he told me. We've been saving it for the right time. So that's not, that's not unusual in, in some respects. Correct, Coach? That's exactly right. You know, there, there's a lot of things that we have in that we kind of – you may put it in and you, you go week to week practicing a few things and you just wait for the setting, you wait for the timing, and, uh, and, and you get a feel for it when you're out there. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, you know, our staff did a great job of uh, preparing preparing our game plan and you know but you know you can't really take it the, the kids gotta they gotta snap catch throw execute and uh can't take anything right. away from the way them kids played last night third and 18 on the drive before the touchdown pass that was a huge pickup there talk about that throw that Larivier made to the sound to the sideline there that was an awfully big play. To no, that, that, that was tremendous. Um, you know, we, we, we felt um, that they were going to go into a too high look whenever it gets to long down a distance. So we had a select place for that. And um, we knew we had had, we thought we would have a window like we did. And then Jack just put the ball right on the money. And, uh, you know, he showed that um, <laughs> he showed the Jays could throw the ball a little bit when, when needed. Uh, so, but that was a great throw, great catch, great execution. Uh, you know, and Jack, uh, I've always went by good things happen to good people. And he's just a great young man off the field. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to find a better young man, uh, that you, you walk across. And, uh, well, well, you know, he's going to, he, he's, I hope he's not listening to me right now because he, these interviews are wearing on him. He is, uh, he, he, he don't like the cameras. He don't like the, he gets, you know, so, but he's just a great young man. And um, he executed to perfection, and he really, he really led the football team, led our football team in taking over that game last night. Well, Coach, about three weeks ago, I got a note in the mail at the station. All right? And this is okay. the first time this has happened to me in 30 years of doing this program. I got a thank you note handwritten from a young man thanking me for being chosen as the best player of the week, and that's something Kenny and I do uh, together. And it was from Jack LaRivier. And I was showing the people in the office. I said, you know what, class young man. And, and I'm not saying any of the other kids who, who didn't get the award, but that was a first for me, Coach, to get that in the mail. I was pretty impressed. He's first class, filled with humility. Um, you're not going to get him saying anything. So, Cass, he, 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 is, he is a great role model. Uh, for this program, and uh, you know, and, and uh, like I said, there's a, a plenty of others that we have, but he's one of three seniors that were voted on to the leadership council of the 28, and uh, you know, he, he he is just exactly that's a great example of who he is. Well, you you get Catholic High next, and I know you have paid attention to them. You've already looked at them. You know what they're all about, and. It's a it's a heck of a program. They escaped last night. They had to show their medal late, scoring very late to, and then kicking an extra point to beat a, a really good uh, performing St. Paul's team. So uh, Catholic is big. They've got a really good running back. And I, I guess for you it's a challenge, but you have to believe with the way your team is playing right now, you've got a real shot to win this thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, we play, now we play a team that's um, they've been in the state championship five straight years. 
and uh, you know, winning last year, and you know, I mean, that just five straight years in the state championship is tremendous. And so you're playing a season team that's used to being here. When they get off the bus, they're used to the state championship. And our biggest thing is how we handle our success. And, and, and you know, this is the first time that we knocked off Brother Martin in so many years and so many tries. And, and I think the kids poured their heart into it like we asked. And, um, you know, is making sure that the leadership, and I trust our leadership, you know, 100%, that the leadership, we turn the page. And, and, and once we get through you know, today, this morning, Ari, when we get to this afternoon, there'll be a message sent out, and it's now time to really refocus on, on our next opponent and, um, you know, and, and make sure that we're still getting better, that we don't, we, you know, we're not done. And, and it's really going to be up to our leaders, and I'm thankful to have these 28 seniors. And, and I just talk about 28 seniors because I'm, I'm proud of them. Uh, I talk about them somewhere, I'm just proud of them for just allowing me to come in totally buy into what we try to do in the culture and, um, and go way above my expectations for any class and, um, you know, and, and, and lay the foundation for our program. And, you know, so I think we're going to be able to turn the page, but it is a heck of a challenge. Uh, it's one of, the, one of the bigger teams that we'll face all year size-wise with some athletes. So we'll see how we match up, and, and I have no doubt that we're going to come up with a little game plan and the kids will be ready to execute come Saturday night. 7 p.m. at Yeoman Stadium next Saturday. And want to thank you, too, because we've, we've really enjoyed bringing the games to people through 106.1 FM and through CrescentCitySports.com as well. Most recently with, with uh, Jude and Lenny and Terry and Wade and, and the whole company. It's been, it's been a lot of fun and been doing it with you for many years, dating back to the Cavalier days. And just to show you about those plays, Ed, you have one of those plays called that you save – they had a halfback pass called against STM last year that would have worked, okay? Mm. Would have worked, and I think they would have won the state championship had it been executed. Am I right? You're probably right on that. I mean, that was that was a great game, and, and I'm just happy to be back in another opportunity to state championship because you don't get many of these, and, and I'm just so happy that our kids are going to be able to experience it. Uh, everybody, everybody at the school, the community, Alums, just everybody's going to be able to experience this, this Saturday night at Yeoman for a state championship against Catholic. And uh, what a great opportunity, and I'm sure it's going to be another great atmosphere. And, you know, definitely before I let you go, I have somebody that wants to say something to y'all that's spending a little time this morning with me before I get to work. Go for it. Go Jay. <laughs> Brody, way to go, buddy. Hi, Brody. Brody looks good with that flag running out there every, coach, every coach, week, man. I, coach, I won't be around to cover it, but what's it going to be like when you coach your son? Oh, it's going to be exciting for me and tough on him. It's not going to be easy because he's, you know, he's going to have to, you know, but I think by the time he gets there, he's going to know every little thing that we talk about. You know, I mean, he already, he's already a leader. He's already telling the guys when to take a knee, when they can take the helmet off, when to go to the bus. So he's already learning out of the leadership skills. But, you know, I'm not too sure, you know, uh, daddy wouldn't be, daddy as a coach wouldn't be too happy running around with a flag uh, as we get a little older, you know, celebrating right. like that. We're going we're gonna to do that in a, in a very humble way, but uh, now I'm very proud of him. He's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be a good one. Well, Paul and Mary are smiling and so is Brody and so is Tammy and the whole bunch and a great win for Jesuit 28 to 10 over Brother Martin, state championship game, 7 p.m., Yeoman Stadium next Saturday night. We'll be there, and we definitely will be doing it on 106.1 FM. Ed? Coach, can I call you later? I know you got 80 million things going on, but is it, is it okay if I give you a buzz a little later? Always. Always can. Absolutely. Okay, buddy. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Ryan Manali, 
Thank you so much. Congratulations, Jerry. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all you do. It's, it's awesome having you having you guys on at the games. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. All right. Brief timeout. You got it. Our second hour begins in a moment. We'll turn the page to LSU, Tulane, Bayou Classic, Southeastern, Saints, Pelicans. Whew. Let's go. Back in a moment here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in Memphis Region Zone E. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllStateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. View. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Hey, how'd you like to get paid to work out? Yes, I said get paid to work out. Now you can with ISSA, the global leader in personal fitness certification. If you're interested in a money-making career in fitness as a personal trainer, now is your time because ISSA is guaranteeing you will get a job. That's right. There's a huge demand for certified personal trainers right now. So once you get ISSA certified, they guarantee you will get a job. Just text FORM to 323232 now to get started for free. You do everything at your own pace and 100% online. Live your life on your terms. Get certified and train like you want, full-time, at a gym, at home, or as a side hustle. Whatever works for you. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Get certified and start making money fast, guaranteed. Just text FORM to 323232 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word FORM to 32 3232. Wake up your senses at Louisiana's newest Harley-Davidson. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. 30,000 square feet of pure motorcycle mayhem. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has over 100 new and selective pre-owned Harley-Davidsons available right now. For every riding style and budget, Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has the motorcycle for you. Come pass a good time in the bayou at Zydeco Harley-Davidson. With new arrivals of the latest in style, fashion, and riding gear in their motor clothes department. Check out over $250,000 of the latest parts and accessories. Repairs, upgrades, and customization are there for you at Zydeco Harley-Davidson's award-winning service department. Check out their dynoing service, which maximizes the horsepower and torque of your motorcycle. It's Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. Follow on Facebook and ZydecoHD.com for their next event, party schedule, and more. 
Don't miss All Access Sports Talk with Ken Trahan and Jude Young, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on WRKN, 106.1 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As the second hour begins, we get started and we roll on and we look forward to your participation. 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. Bayou Classic taking place this afternoon. Of course, national television, NBC Sports Network. And Ed, it's a really interesting dynamic because it's not too often where both teams are also rans, as it were, in the conference. And it's pretty strange when you have an interim head coach on one side that's there for a year and an interim head coach on the other side that took over just a few weeks ago. This is a very unusual circumstance, isn't it? Interim head coaches, it's crazy. I know. And you've got a total of seven wins between the two teams. So that's, that's pretty interesting. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy that both coaches were talking about Pete Richardson uh, this week at the uh, press conference. I know t- Coach Graves was because uh, he's a Southern guy, and now he's on the staff at Grambling, and, of course, he's elevated as the, uh, as the interim head coach. But it, it, is, uh, it is weird, Kenny. Um, I, you know, it's just been a weird, weird season, and it's just weird. And to think that they only have seven wins between the two of them is uh, pretty unusual. Well, first and foremost, it's great to have it back after a one-year hiatus. They've had yeah. great weather. I was driving around CBD yesterday and looking at everything and mm-hmm. seeing the turnout, and it was really good. So there's that, and that's certainly a big plus. And I think both programs will get back eventually to where they were mm-hmm. previously, but this is just one of those strange years mm-hmm. uh, where it's that case. But it is great for that game to be part and parcel mm-hmm. of this community again. Meanwhile, Florida A&M, uh, who's another historically black college university. Is going to join school. the SWAC, right? They're going to join the there. SWAC, and here yeah. they are playing Southeastern in the mm-hmm. FCS playoffs. So that becomes an intriguing matchup, and mm-hmm. I, I think a game where a lot of points are going to be scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there will be. I will be. And, boy, I tell you what, the, after this, the winner has James Madison. It's going to be tough. They're the three seed. So, you know, you know, you don't expect an easy draw, but I think Southeastern says, you know what, hey, look, we didn't win, uh, we didn't win, uh, you know, our league, but we still got an at-large, which I think is a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. And the fact that their quarterback is such a great player, right. I think you want a guy like that in the playoffs, which is fantastic too. So, uh, you know, it's great and uh, good for them. And um, let's hope they can uh, – they can play well and represent the school well. And, and you know, look, Frank Selfo's done a really nice job with that program. But the one thing he can do, too, is is that, you know, he, he he's a quarterback's coach. And I think, you know, there's a many, many reasons why he was the right hire there. But, from you know, he knows the area, can recruit the area, can coach quarterbacks. You know, same thing with Nichols. It, it's great to see both of those schools doing well. And that was a great game on Thursday night when they played a couple of weeks ago. But to see those schools doing well and, and to see two local coaches who have tremendous ties to the state doing well in their home state, which is, I think, a really cool thing. 
and then, Kelly's really good. And Kelly's going to yeah, get drafted. Yeah, he's terrific. He'll get drafted. Yeah. He deserves an opportunity based upon what yes. he's done. Excellent player. Yes. Just say the least. I want to get into LSU, but as far as Tulane is concerned, look, I mean, it was good to see them get a win last week. They dominated. Obviously, they haven't quit, which is good. Uh, Memphis has been a house of horrors for them. They haven't won there since last century in the 1990s. So can't imagine that they get anything done there, but they didn't quit and they played well last week. No, I mean, they, they, uh, they came out and they started well and they were, they were, they were better than that team in, uh, in just about every respect. And, look, it was great to see them get a win. I'll be curious to see how many changes they make in the offseason. I don't know how many are really coming there. Got to believe there's going to be something there. I mean, you right. can't stand Pat after a right. year like this because well, I don't think people that... are asking me what happened to them. Yeah. How could they end up being this poor this year? Well, the schedule was number one. That was obvious. Hurricane was a little bit of a distraction, let's be honest. Not, you can't make a tremendous deal about that. We just finished talking to Wayne Stein last hour. You can't be more of a distraction than that, okay? It was right. a distraction for the New Orleans Saints. It didn't seem to impact them initially. So I don't want to overblow that, but it was – a contributing factor. But I think the biggest contributing factor is you just had players that didn't perform the way they thought they would perform. They had transfers that came in that they thought they'd get more out of, and they did not. They had an offensive line that they thought would be good. That was not. They had a receiving group that they thought would be better. That was not. Correct. And historically bad defense for at least the first half of the season. Mm -hmm. So I don't think much of anything went well for Tulane this year. The positive? Tajay Spears is back, and he's really good. The punter's outstanding. Mm -hmm. And the quarterback, when given enough protection, is a pretty good player. Mm -hmm. Those would be the positives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, look, I think it was a confluence of a lot of things. The schedule. Before the, before the season, the total on Tulane was five. And, that's and we a, talked about that. And it was all a, about yeah, the schedule. It's all about the schedule. and that turned But they're out, not coming close to approximating that. Right. But it, but it turned out to be kind of a – kind of a um, a lead-in as to, you know, what they were up against this year. And they played some really good teams. Plus, you know, I don't think they ever recovered really from the whole being out of being out of sorts for a month. To me, they just don't they, – they didn't look like the same team when they came back. And they played very well against Oklahoma, which turned out to be the ultimate teaser. That's why you just never know. All right, so let's flip the script now to LSU and talk about that extensively. First of all, a football game, and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes. Any reason to believe they'll beat Texas A&M? Um, you know, look. Um, you never know. You never know. I mean, they could play them tough. I don't know. Texas A&M is not great. No, they're not. They're good. It's not a great year in the SEC. Alabama's not very. Alabama's just a good to very good team, not they're, outstanding. They're, they're a good to very good team with a very good quarterback. If it wasn't Absolutely. For their, if they had an average quarterback this year, they'd be in big trouble. I agree with you. Their defense isn't as good. And. I, they're not quite as good, they, and I don't see them beating Georgia, frankly, but we'll see. You're right about the SEC. It really drops off. Ole Miss is the third-best team, and a big win for them in the Egg Bowl. you got to give Lane Kiffin a lot of credit. They lost receivers, and they kept motoring forward, and they've had a really good year. They're a top-ten team, but the SEC is not as deep as we have seen. All right, so the game itself, now we got Eli Ricks, who's transferring out. Alabama might be a prime destination, and he says it's all about Ed Ogeron. Why wouldn't you wait to see who the new coach is since that's what we transitioned to? Mm -hmm. You and I both believe LSU is going to name a new coach next week, correct? Yes. Monday or Tuesday. Agreed. Probably. 
And we both agree that Scott Woodward already has that in place, correct? I think so, yeah. Yep. Sure. So everybody's asking, so, uh, who okay. is it? So, I mean, so, again. so if Oklahoma's in the Big 12 championship. Yes. Okay, if they're yeah. in the Big 12 championship, is Lincoln Riley going to accept the job on Monday? Or yeah, pull for Oklahoma State. That's all I can say. I mean, look, if Lincoln Riley's the guy, and there's reason to believe that he, there's a chance that that can happen, we are not sitting here unless you want to do it. I'm not sitting here and telling you that I have any inside well, in, here's intel I am that not, Lincoln Wiley is going to be their coach. People keep asking me that, and my not, answer is I'm no, not, I don't. I'm not going to confirm that story unless somebody who knows tells me. Correct, exactly. No, that's it. That's, it. Uh, you know, that's, how, that's, how you, that's how you make sure you're not, um, you're, you're not wrong. Okay. And, 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 being, and being not wrong is important to me. Absolutely. Uh, you and I are in the same yeah. uh, mindset in that regard. Now, is there a possibility that there is a wild card outlier that they've kept under know. wraps? I think there's a possibility. I, you know, but Kenny, I don't know. The... It's kind of hard to keep all this stuff yeah. undercover. I don't care how secretive you are. In this world today, somebody knows something, and somebody has said something to somebody else. I mean, it's almost impossible to keep stuff completely under wraps. So when I've been asked that question, my answer is, is it possible? Sure, it's possible. Is it likely? No. I think it's likely to be from what you've heard in terms of names previously. And the other name that continuously pops up on my radar and with all the questions on our shows during the week is Billy Napier. And at this point, it looks like he's going to be the Florida coach. And and, and that would be an interesting dynamic because some people would say, you've got this guy right in your backyard, and you let Scott Strickland come in and just take him. And Which means they had somebody else. Which means they had somebody else, and you didn't want him. Right. And what I hear there is they like him. They're afraid of the ability to sell him and that maybe there's not enough smoke with the name, which I think is preposterous. Yeah, uh, think, it's not about well, selling I mean, a know, name. It's, it's, it's about yeah. winning and selling a program. And at some point, every one of these great coaches wasn't a name. I mean, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I think, I think Billy Napier's done a, done a great job. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about LSU. If they hire Scott, uh, Scott Strickland, if they hire uh, Lincoln Riley, and he's making twelve to thirteen million a year, all right. All you people who go to LSU games, you better expect to pay a lot more because the price is going up, and um, that's just that's just the reality of the situation. Nobody's going to tell you that, but that's that's the reality of the situation. And as I wrote at CrescentCitySports.com, when I wrote the piece, the case for Billy Napier, said the one guy I'd hire if I could get him is Lincoln Riley, and if I couldn't get him, the guy I'd hire is Billy Napier. And I said that before any of these things popped up and with all the other names that have been bandied about being discussed. You know, you haven't heard any noise whatsoever about Luke Fickle, who's a really good coach. You know, well, and Aranda's going to stay at Baylor. Dave Aranda's not I going. Mel Tucker's not going. Yeah, all the things you know, that are happening. People have mentioned Notre Dame's coach, and I don't see that happening. So who, who else is out there then? Well, that's the point. Right. So, you know, people, I mean, Crystal Ball's name was out there early. You've heard nothing about that in the last few weeks. Chris Peterson's name was bandied about initially, but it doesn't look like he's getting back into coaching. So, yeah, I think it, it's kind of – Kind of narrowed down. And then last but not least, all you can do is take people at their exact word. Not their word, but their exact word. Examine it. Because I stress 
to everyone listening, examine what people say and exactly how they say it. What Jimbo Fisher said was pretty exact and pretty blunt. Lincoln what Lincoln Wiley, Wiley said was about, as, was about as vague as vague can be. Yep, he couched it. It was as evasive as you could possibly be. You know, it wasn't a Nick Saban, I'm not going to Alabama moment. It wasn't a Jimbo Fisher, listen to me moment. This was a about how I'm happy here and we got a great program. Great. Terrific. Oh, yeah. There's, that means and, you and, could you know, be happy to me, tomorrow somewhere else. To me, else. that was a big giveaway when the guy said that because you know he doesn't want to lie. Exactly. Right? So he didn't lie. There's nothing worse but than having a lack he, of credibility. Right. He didn't lie. All right? He mm-hmm. didn't lie. So right. to, to me, you know, the fact, the fact that when a coach says that, that tells me, yes, I'm interested. Well, it does. And by the way, that's in a transition when we talk about the Saints, about whether people are becoming totally forthcoming because we want to get into that too with regard to availability of a certain quarterback and so forth. But, listen, I think, like I've said a thousand times, you don't have to tell anybody anything, okay? You don't have to tell anybody, and like Ed Ogeron hasn't said things about why guys don't play and so forth and so on. They don't know us that. I mean, we'd like to know to be able to disseminate the information, but they don't have to tell us that. The thing you don't want more than anything else, though, is to be lied to. So my point is, Either don't say anything if you don't want to lie or be totally forthcoming. Two choices. But the one thing you don't want is people to lie to you. Well, he, he couched it, and right off the bat, that told me, yep, I'm interested. It's precisely especially, what I took out of it. Especially when, and if you're looking at almost doubling your salary, which, what is he going to make, like $6 million this year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's interested. You know what I find the irony of? Here's what I find the irony of, Kenny, is this. Yeah. What was the score when LSU beat Oklahoma two years ago? It was like 66-28, something like that. Yeah, it was pretty and it, and it could have been 90-28 to 28 if LSU wanted to. They took the foot off the, uh, off the gas pedal. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, look, I mean, they did. Oklahoma's defense is just not there to be able to compete realistically for a national championship, but they're good enough to be in that mix every year because they've got good players and they've got a good offense and a good scheme from Coach Stoops to Coach Riley. And the thought process is, okay, I can get over the top at LSU because I can get enough good athletes on defense to be able to compete for a national championship. Exactly it. Three different coaches have won national championships since 2003 at this school. And if you just get the right guy – I believe had Nick Saban stayed, I believe he would have won another national championship. I don't think he would have been as dominant as he's been at Alabama, but I do think he would have won another. Uh, and Les Miles won one. And Les Miles got to another championship game. And at Ogeron won one. I think LSU is set up, if you get the right guy there, to be there for an extended period of time, that a national championship will follow, if not more than one, if it's the right guy. I think they're set up for that. Well, what you know, don't that, they have? That's the difference. I'm asking. That's the difference between Oklahoma and LSU. To me, the last, the last ten or fifteen years, LSU has the athletes on defense that Oklahoma does not. Is that fair? Well, I think it's fair. I also think there's, there's probably a bigger, stroke, in terms of recruiting, for LSU. Oklahoma goes to Texas, right, and to its own state by and large, and understandably. LSU can get a ton of really good players from Louisiana 
and it can go to Texas, and it can go to Florida, and it can go to Mississippi, and it can go to Alabama, and it does to get players. I just think it's a little bit of a larger footprint, frankly. And they're both exceedingly good programs if you do it right. So those things considered, and given his age to be upwardly mobile, if you're going to make a move, you do it when you're young. Well, let me ask you this. You know, getting, look, Ryan Manali left a good program that he built to right. an elite program at Dillis South for nine years. He left it. I would say if he was 10 years older, he might not have made that move. But at this stage, upwardly mobile, definitely. So, so why would you turn down NFL jobs and take the LSU job? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, because I mean, it's a comfort level. I think college coaches have a tough transition to the pro game. We've seen that continuously. I got you. It's not going too well for Urban Meyer right now. Not going too well for it. Name me a college coach on the uh, pro football level that Bobby Petrino ran and hid. I mean, I could go on and on about those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make the same argument for Nick Saban to a degree. And we're watching Harbaugh, who had all kind of success. Yeah. <laughs> at San Francisco. Yeah, that's weird. And, 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 but you He's know what? He's having moderate to good success in well, Michigan, but nothing th- special. Here's the thing about that game today, all right? It's – it's perfect weather for Michigan. Yeah, it is. Because they're, they're, they're a running team. Absolutely. And Ohio State's a passing team. Yep. And, um, you know, I'm watching Michigan run the football and execute a great block on the perimeter. They're physical enough to win this game this year, and they haven't been in the past. They got them at home. They've got a chance today. Ohio State's the better team, but things are set up to make this a very competitive game. We'll see. I'll believe it when I see it, though. Because Ohio State's been playing really well. Yep. All right, it's 504-260-1061, Your thoughts on the LSU situation, on everything else we discussed, Tulane, Bayou Classic, Southeastern. When we return, the New Orleans Saints, where do they go from here? We'll get into it as we continue. Glad you're with us. Ken and Ed, Three Tailgaters Show, continues in a moment here on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in Memphis Region Zone E. Diamonds Direct celebrates the holidays with you with a magical offer to make your dream gift more affordable than ever. Starting this Friday, we're offering four years zero interest financing. Has she been dreaming of a new engagement ring, a bigger diamond, an elegant pair of diamond earrings, or a stunning diamond eternity band? With this amazing offer, you can afford to go big this Christmas. Just pick any item, get the unbeatable value price Diamonds Direct is known for, and spread your payments over four years with zero interest. Think about a $9,000 designer ring coming out to just $188 a month. At Diamonds Direct, our showcases are filled this year with gifts you'll absolutely love. Gifts that will last a lifetime. Colored gemstones, all new designer jewelry from New York and LA, and the biggest collection of rare, precious diamonds we've ever offered. It all starts Black Friday. Diamonds Direct special holiday finance offer. Get holiday hours, directions, and see exclusive online Black Friday offers at DiamondsDirect.com. Unapproved credit. 
top service. Locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Wake up your senses at Louisiana's newest Harley-Davidson. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma. 30,000 square feet of pure motorcycle mayhem. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma has over 100 new and selective pre-owned Harley-Davidsons available right now. For every riding style and budget, Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma has the motorcycle for you. Come pass a good time in the bayou at Zydeco Harley-Davidson. With new arrivals of the latest in style, fashion, and riding gear in their motor clothes department. Check out over $250,000 of the latest parts and accessories. Repairs, upgrades, and customization are there for you at Zydeco Harley-Davidson's award-winning service department. Check out their dynoing service, which maximizes the horsepower and torque of your motorcycle. It's Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. Follow on Facebook and ZydecoHD.com for their next event, party schedule, and more. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. Well, the New Orleans Saints have lost four in a row for the first time since 2016 after being dismantled by the Buffalo Bills. And... Everything comes with a disclaimer, and the disclaimer here is, is obvious. They have way, way, way too many guys out. I mean, there's no way mm-hmm. playing a good team they have any chance to win the game with all the people they're missing. I mean, it's just bad luck. So we'll start there. I'm not making excuses, just stating fact. It's unbelievable to look at the list of people that are missing on this football team, and it just caught up with them. It's that simple. And they played a team that was hungry and a team that was good and a team that played well, and they didn't. And they got their rear ends handed to them and, and really got embarrassed on national television. They just they couldn't do anything uh, against Buffalo, as it turned out. So there's that. Then with the bigger questions moving forward are obvious. When are they going to get people healthy? How many of them are going to be healthy in time to make any kind of serious run at a playoff spot in a Mediocre second-line playoff bunch in the NFC. The first line is a good line. With those four teams, the next line, they're all bunched together. But I can make the case for others over the Saints right now for sure. So when are they going to get them back? And then, of course, the pressing question is about Taysom Hill. Network television, I'm sure, knows more than, than what locals would know. And sometimes people don't want to say things. But if you're at the game, you don't hear network television – you know, if you and so you got to get it secondhand. But network television was reporting, and I went back and, and watched it that Taysom Hill didn't play because of a foot injury. That's what they were reporting. He would be an emergency quarterback only because of a foot injury. That's what they were reporting. Meanwhile, we can't report anything that conclusively unless we're told specifically what it is. What we do know is this: he's been active the last two weeks, and he never set foot on the field despite the fact that he's jack-of-all-trades. You just gave him a new contract and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so he's not healthy. So he's 
clearly, and people are going crazy, like why isn't this guy in the game when your quarterback's struggling mightily, your offense can't do anything until the fourth quarter every week? The answer is he clearly isn't healthy enough to play. Yes. It has, that's the only answer that can possibly mm-hmm. be provided. So, why so is with he that in mind, why, why is he listed as full, full practice, practice yes. every day? I, okay. That's not for me to answer. That's for the people that are listing the player as full practice to answer. How can you be full practice and you're not available for the game? I'm asking. I don't and you know. have no answer. I, 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 I don't know the answer. And I'm not afraid to discuss it because it's a fact. The fact is, obviously, we're not getting the facts. Correct. I mean, that's it. End of story. Well, I mean, look. Look, you're, 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 you're going to get as few facts as possible. All right? That's, that's the bottom line on that. But it gets back to what I said in the last segment. But the NFL has Don't a- say anything at all, okay, rather than not tell the truth and lie. Uh-huh. But in this case, the league requires you to issue an injury report Wednesday through Friday for a Sunday game, in this case, Tuesday through Wednesday, uh-huh. for a Thursday game. And on that injury report, mm-hmm. he was listed as full practice, mm-hmm. which means he's good to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he wasn't good to go mm-hmm. in any capacity, well, not just a quarterback, but, but at but, any other spot on the but, field. But hang with me. I'm, you, I'm you with can, you. You cannot force the te- the, a team to put their backup quarterback in the game. You can't do that. So, therefore, I think what they think is they can get away with it without being fined or without having a draft choice taken away. I understand. I, and I think that's, that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's all about semantics, and that's what it is. Because everybody wants to know, why is this guy not playing? If you liked him that much and you think he's what you think he is as a quarterback, why is he not playing? Well, they don't think he's healthy enough. It's that simple. And with regard to Ian Book, we get that question. It's obvious. They don't think he's ready to step in and play in an NFL game. If they did, they'd have him active. And he's not active. So, because people were all during the game asking me questions, texting and tweeting, why isn't Ian Book in the game? Well, he's not active. Can't be in the game. Yeah, the only time you can use your third quarterback is that means you can't use the other two. The other two. So, right. Right, by rule. So that's the answer to the question. And with regard to Taysom Hill, I don't think there's any other explanation other than the fact that he's not healthy enough. Whether it's the foot, whether it's the concussion, whether it's both, whatever it is, he's not healthy enough. I mean, there's no other explanation. And now they got Dallas coming in next Thursday off of a loss. Cowboys have been without receivers. They might get one back. And they're really good. Their roster... When Dallas's roster is intact, it's as good as roster as any roster in the NFC because mm-hmm. their defense is better, and Parsons is a beast. Although I will say this, if I'm Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael, I'm throwing at number 30 from the get-go as soon as the game starts. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen you know, a game like that with what I was able to watch before leaving where a guy was victimized for pass interference as much as he was. 166 yards and penalties against Dallas in that game. Crazy. But anyway, Cowboys are good. They'll be favored coming in here. So at this point, you have to ask yourself, what's left for the Saints this year? Do they have anything that they can accomplish? Can they win any other games? Oh, yeah, they can win other games. Sure they can. But, I mean, again. I think the best thing for the Saints to do for the future of their franchise, quite frankly, is to win as few games as possible. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think they need help. 
You know, and I, and I think that uh, you know, and Michael what, Thomas or not, mm-hmm. whether he's coming back, whether he's anywhere near the player he was, they need to go out and draft a receiver high. Okay, sure. I don't care if he's and, back and, or not. And you know what? It, if if you if you're picking 15 instead of 22, there's probably a lot better selection. Would you rather be six and eleven or eight and nine and miss the playoffs? What would you rather? Oh, I got it, man. I got it. You know, that's that's all I can say. Yeah. And um, and I think, you know, riding it out and just saying, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make it through. Look, you know, it was amazing how much the line on that game changed. Um, Buffalo was open as four and a half, and by the time the the game arrived, they were a seven point favorite. Yeah, they figured it out. Right, and now and and Dallas early in is a, is a five point favorite in this game, and that seems a little low, right, to and me. It, and all those Cowboy fans at, at at my office are crowing. All right, of course they. And are. here's what I tell them about the Cowboys. You ready? Mm-hmm. What I like about the Cowboys most is they're never overhyped and they always over deliver. Yeah. Well, look, I, I've said it on draft night, and I'll say it again. Over and over again, the Saints do what in the first round all the time? They love to trade up. And in 2020, they're two picks away, and Justin Jefferson goes to Minnesota. And two picks later, they pick Cesar Ruiz, who, with all respect at this point, you'd have to say the jury's out on him. Yes. He hasn't been that good, mm-hmm. let's no, be honest. No, I, I and think, the grades are, are when you go to pro football the, focus. Yeah. They're well, not very good. The naked eye tells you that, yeah. but then you look at the grades too. The, so far, since 2017, what would you think of the Saints draft? Well, it doesn't look very good. Right. I, I mean, con- honestly. Right. It doesn't look that, very and good. And I think that's part of their problem. I do too. Look, I give them all the credit for what they did in 17. It was phenomenal. phenomenal. Off the charts, all right? But since then, they've had some misses. And look, misses are going to happen. But – not in the case of Michigan, who's leading seven nothing and driving, yes. driving again. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they are just after Ohio State in the biggest way possible. I mean, it's it's crazy to watch this. But anyhow, uh, in the meantime, um, look, I think it's a confluence of a lot of things, and um, you know, there's a reason why there's a reason why you pick the Saints to win eight, and I pick them to win seven. And um, part of the problem is you don't not, do not have the depth to overcome the injuries. We knew that going in. That's why I picked them eight and nine. Because of questionable quarterback play going in and because of a lack of depth. And questionable quarterback play has manifested itself due to injury. And lack of depth has manifested itself due to injury. So there you have it. Yep, you look at the Saints. And, again, we hear about how dominant Marcus Davenport has been. It's great whenever he plays. I mean, again, he's been with this team since 2018. And here's the here's and he the, doesn't play. But, I Kenny, mean, here's the issue going into next season. They have cap issues again. They got cap issues again. They got Traquan Smith in the 2018 draft, and they got Marcus Davenport in the 2018 draft. Will Clapp's still on the squad and that was a good seventh-round pick. But, again, look at your first and third-round picks. 2019, Eric McCoy looks like a pretty good pick. He's been a starting center for you since coming in. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a good player Yeah. when he's healthy. So give – and they miss him, by the way. Now, that was a yes, good, they do. That was a good pick in the fourth round. 2020, Ruiz, 
Just mention that. Zach Bond, he's only playing special teams. Right. Adam Troutman, he's hurt. He was awful for five or six games and then had a breakout game. Yeah, he had ten catches in his last two games. Then he had a breakout game, and then he had another game that was even better, and then he got hurt, unfortunately. And then this year, your first-round pick's invisible. He's been hurt all year, basically, Peyton Turner. Paulson Adebo forced to play. I think he'll be good eventually, but he's getting an indoctrination. Pete Werner, I mean, he's been solid, but we'll see. Ian Book, no idea. Landon Young, he got hurt. Poor guy got a chance. He got had a rough time, and then he got hurt. Yes. So, at best, you would say that's a mixed bag looking at those drafts. Yeah. At best. You know, they had seven guys on offense start. On Saturday, on on Thursday night, seven guys who they acquired through either street or veteran free agency. Yeah, they didn't have many draft picks on the field on on offense. And look, you look at Vanette; he caught a touchdown pass. His first catch of the season was the week before. Right. Tony Jones has been on IR. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's your starting tailback. Right. I mean, come on. You know that they they have nobody who will threaten the field. Yeah, and it's not a second guess about Jones. That was a financial decision. He's not close to Latavius Murray, who was a better player. Right. It was all about money. Correct. But that's been corrected anyway by the acquisition of Ingram. But, oh, I'm sorry, he's hurt too. So, I mean, we could go on and on. they got a fullback, Prentice, you've never heard of. You know, you've got tight ends playing that have to play. You've got Landon Young starting the previous week at tackle. You Now you're starting other guys at tackle that, frankly, just aren't good enough. And – you got a guard that might be struggling a little bit, and your other guard's hurt again, and he's been out the whole time. And then on the defensive side, you're missing your big guy, Passignon, who's been pretty good for that team overall. And, of course, Davenport's hurt again. What else is new? Chauncey Garner-Johnson's hurt. He's out. Will Lutz is hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. Forget about that, too, when they've used 25 kickers or whatever the heck it's been. So, I mean, look, it's been a rash. It's been like a bad rash that keeps breaking out, and they can't stop it. I mean, they just can't stop it. But I do know this, whenever Taysom Hill's healthy, he's got to play quarterback the rest of the year. Has to, Ed. Yeah, I, I think so, too, when he's healthy. I, don't, I mean, has to. Now, whenever that is, I don't know. And, again, we're not told, so stay tuned. So when you see the, the initials FP next to his name next Wednesday. Take it with a grain of take salt. Take it with a grain of no, salt. No, it'll be on Monday. They have to release no, that's it. That's right, because they're playing on Thursday. Right. Sure. Uh, with Dallas, yep. So No, they'll have to release a real injury report on Sunday, five days before, right? Is it five days before the game? Well, it's usually four Wednesdays. They, they, All right, Wednesday, so when, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's, Sunday, yes. Yeah, so, it's five, so yeah. they have to release it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow. But, again, pay no attention to whatever's next to the name because it, it doesn't seem to matter. And when people ask us, we don't know. We can't tell you how bad he's injured. We don't know the answer to that. We can't tell you. We don't know. Well, I wish we could, but we can't. I missed the Sean Payton conference call today because we got a 30-second warning. Yep. All good. And I wonder what that was all about. And I say that facetiously. 504-260-1061. You had a media availability, sir. I hear you. You you didn't know about it. Neither did I until 30 seconds before it happened. We're back in just a moment. Your calls are next and more as we continue with the Three Tailgaters show on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. 
Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Hey, how'd you like to get paid to work out? Yes, I said get paid to work out. Now you can with ISSA, the global leader in personal fitness certification. If you're interested in a money-making career in fitness as a personal trainer, now is your time because ISSA is guaranteeing you will get a job. That's right. There's a huge demand for certified personal trainers right now. So once you get ISSA certified, they guarantee you will get a job. Just text FORM to 323232 now to get started for free. You do everything at your own pace and 100% online. Live your life on your terms. Get certified and train like you want, full-time, at a gym, at home, or as a side hustle. Whatever works for you. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Get certified and start making money fast, guaranteed. Just text FORM to 323232 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word FORM to 323232. Since 1935, the Allstate Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllStateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. For 15 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field of high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field at the Caesar Superdome during the 2021 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Saturday night, December 18th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. Want to call an audible? Throw a flag? Call a technical? It's all good. Go for it now on a three tailgater show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. And to your calls we go. Here's Kurt New Orleans. Kurt, thanks for your patience. Welcome to the three tailgater show. Good morning to you. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. How y'all doing? Fine. I just want to make a comment on a game and then a question on the referees. Um, uh-huh. You know, Tony Tony Jones, he didn't beat out Murray. It was, a, it was more of a, obviously, a, a decision financially, but he showed, he certainly showed enough the way they made the decision. And a lot of what he did, I think, in the preseason all was around the edge, his speed around the end. And, you know, and, 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 you know Ed said something last week about LSU offensive line. If you're not moving nobody, 
you can't get it done. Not, you know, and I felt like that early in the game. Our defense held the game for a while, and I just felt like, why don't you, why don't you throw it out? You, you take it outside. You're not going anywhere. These guys are dominating interior, even with Armstead there. You know, and, I mean, Ruiz getting his uh, you know lunch aid every week, but. I just felt like, you know, it was like, you know, straight off guard, straight off. It's like, come on, you know, Tony's got the speed. Swing it out. Do something different, you know. But um, the other qu- the question you, I Curry, is, you want me to tell you what the difference was? Can I tell me. you what the difference was? Tell okay. me. Tell me. The guy that quarterbacked him for 15 years was in the, was in the TV booth. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. give it to you as simple as I can. Yeah. Because if Drew Brees would have yeah. been playing on Thursday night, I'm not saying the Saints would have won. No. It would have been a completely different game because here's the deal. There's a lot of guys over the years that made a lot of money because of Drew Brees, including, oh, he Sean, made Payton and, including Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis, all right? They live in those oh, big houses, and God oh, bless yeah. them for, for Drew Brees, all right? Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and if he were the quarterback on – and it's unfair to Simeon to say this, but it's true. If he were the quarterback on, on – uh, on Thursday, I'm not saying the Saints would have won the game, but they would have been in the game. And all of a yeah. sudden, the defense would have had to play an entirely different uh, style of defense because of the, the ability of the quarterback to yeah. read defenses and unload the football and throw the ball accurately. He, oh, yeah. his, his ability, his, his, and, and people never gave him credit for that, but his ability, yeah. his hand-eye coordination is in the 99.9% quartile, all right? Or I'm yeah. using the wrong term yeah. there, but yeah. that's the percentage of how what an elite yeah. uh, athlete he was in that regard. So I'm not saying they would have they they would have gotten 31 points, which is what Buffalo did. Right. But they would have been in the 20s because that's how good he was, and he would have made everyone on that team better. But the problem yeah, just, is yeah. the yeah. problem is when you have a guy yeah. who is who is a Average at best NFL quarterback. I don't think I'm being unfair in saying that. Am I, Kenny? Not at all. And I don't want to criticize a man because he's a superb individual and he's handled himself extremely well. And I hope he has all kinds of success, like everybody who wears that uniform, even the guys that I don't like. All right? But here's the bottom line. You know, when when you you had a quarterback that for years covered up a lot of problems. And yeah. now that he isn't there to cover them up anymore, they're getting exposed. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, they were able to play through injuries. They had more depth. Look, the salary cap killed them. I'll give yeah. you an example. Right now, the Saints are five and six. All right? If yeah. Janoris Jenkins is on the field hmm. in the Atlanta game, maybe he doesn't bite on the t- Paulson Adebo did on the Cordero Patterson pass. Yeah, and just and like he bit in the game this past. Just like he bit, but what I'm Thursday saying night. is, and that's no knock on Paulson Adebo. He's a rookie. He's, he's a rookie. Okay, right. he may be right. Paulson Adebo may turn out to be a great player, and I hope he is. I hope he has a great NFL career. Okay, it's no right. knock on him, but you know right. what? Those are the kind of things, the little things in the NFL every week that cost you games, and if mm-hmm. you have. And I keep hearing what a great tribute it is to the Saints organization that all these street free agents make their team. And I think that's a good thing up to a point. But if you have too many street free agents, that's a bad thing. And right Right. now they have too many street free agents. Simple as that. Yeah, I think the referee – I watched the three games 
all three games. Do you think the referees, they're just calling so much, you know? Even if, uh-huh. you know, the, the networks are showing you some of these offensive line calls are, are truly not. Now I know people make mistakes and, you know, backseat, backseat viewer. But don't you think overall, can, there's so many calls overall. It just seems like there's more than ever. Have y'all thought that at all or? Just I just think general. it depends on the crew. I think it depends on the crew for each game. I really do. I think the certain, yeah, certain and they crews scout dis- those crews. Certain teams, certain crews are disposed uh-huh. to making more calls in certain areas than yeah. others. And by the way, yeah. I want to make this point about preseason football again. I, I just, I oh. have to talk about this. Oh my God! And I'm not trying to disparage Tony Jones, but preseason football means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Because Marquez Callaway makes two long catches for touchdowns. He's all of a sudden going to be your number one receiver and an unbelievable <laughs> find and so forth. And it's not to disparage Marquez Callaway. He's an NFL yeah. player. And I yeah. think it's a great yeah. find to find a guy like that that can be. But he's not your number one guy. That can be your number four guy. Correct. Or your number three at best wow. on a good team, which is what Traquan yeah. Smith is. But my point is, yeah. yeah, Tony Jones looked good in the preseason. So did Marquez Callaway. But that doesn't matter. That's not real yeah. football. That has nothing yeah. to do with what's going yeah. to happen. Look, everyone in our business has to report on what they see and what they hear. So when mm-hmm. training camp is going on and you're hearing about so-and-so had an unbelievable practice or you yeah. go and watch the preseason game and all of a sudden Jameis Winston is QB1, look at those perfect throws, and Marquez Callaway is going to be a star in this league, and we don't need Latavius Murray because – We've got Tony Jones. Look at what he's doing. Yeah. No yeah. disrespect yeah. to those guys. Latavius but Murray's an accomplished matter. NFL running back. Yeah, and that's and again, yeah, exactly. I understand what yeah. the Saints did there because of the finance. And Tony Jones right. is capable of playing, but he hasn't accomplished anything at this point in this league. Uh, so no. again, my yeah. point is this. Take it. Yeah. Please take it with a grain of salt. I've said this every year. I covered my first training camp in nineteen eighty at Vero Beach. Ed would know. All about that. We've been around for a little while. And for those first several years, I got suckered into that, too. You're thinking, man, look at this guy. And then, of course, you're six, seven games into the season. That guy's not even playing. And you figure it out. It's like, oh, I get it. That stuff really doesn't matter. Nobody's really trying. Nobody's really putting their best out there. Nobody's scheming. All of those things. Bottom line is, please don't get caught up in the preseason and in Mm -hmm. training camp. Again. Yeah. All that matters is what you see during the regular season. Yeah. You Thank know, y'all, guys. Tw- 20, yeah. Kirk, 2020 was a yeah. terrible year for our country. Would you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But you know what? One of, one of the things I, it, that I thought was revealing about the year is it uh, showed the irrelevance of the preseason. I didn't miss it. No. That didn't matter. Yeah, that's right. I, no. I, you know, it, no. and I'm not saying it's a yeah. good thing because it was a, it was a tragic year in our nation, what happened right. to so many people, and I would never underemphasize that. But the one thing that 2020 showed me from a sports standpoint is that uh, I was right about the yeah. NFL preseason. I don't think it's totally useless, but I think it's close. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate All right, it. buddy. You Thank got you. it. It's our pleasure. Thank you. It's 504-260-1061. One more segment to go. We'll touch on the Pelicans. They got a win last night. We'll discuss that as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters Show. Ken and Ed on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. 
Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Hey, how'd you like to get paid to work out? Yes, I said get paid to work out. Now you can with ISSA, the global leader in personal fitness certification. If you're interested in a money-making career in fitness as a personal trainer, now is your time because ISSA is guaranteeing you will get a job. That's right. There's a huge demand for certified personal trainers right now. So once you get ISSA certified, they guarantee you will get a job. Just text FORM to 323232 now to get started for free. You do everything at your own pace and 100% online. Live your life on your terms. Get certified and train like you want, full-time, at a gym, at home, or as a side hustle. Whatever works for you. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Get certified and start making money fast, guaranteed. Just text FORM to 323232 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word FORM to 323232. Family-owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Automotive at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has the right vehicle at the right price at precisely the right time for you. From outstanding newly designed 2021 Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Chrysler products, Bergeron Automotive has what you are looking for. Check out our expansive inventory at bergeronchryslerjeep.com or call 504-321-4217. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today. Wake up your senses at Louisiana's newest Harley-Davidson. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. 30,000 square feet of pure motorcycle mayhem. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has over 100 new and selective pre-owned Harley-Davidsons available right now. For every riding style and budget, Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has the motorcycle for you. Come pass a good time in the bayou at Zydeco Harley-Davidson. With new arrivals of the latest in style, fashion, and riding gear in their motor clothes department. Check out over $250,000 of the latest parts and accessories. Repairs, upgrades, and customization are there for you at Zydeco Harley-Davidson's award-winning service department. Check out their dynoing service, which maximizes the horsepower and torque of your motorcycle. It's Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. Follow on Facebook and ZydecoHD.com for their next event, party schedule, and more. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dobbs, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. The following ad is paid for by McClenny Mosley and Associates, 1820 St. Charles Avenue, Suite 110, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70130. Attention homeowners with homeowners insurance. If your home was damaged by the recent Hurricane Ida, you may qualify for additional compensation. Was your home damaged by Hurricane Ida? Are you concerned you were cheated or underpaid by your insurance company? If so, it's not too late to receive the compensation you deserve. In August 2021, much of Louisiana was devastated by a violent hurricane, leaving destruction in its path. Insurance companies often underpay and purposely undervalue claims for weather damage to homes, leaving you to pick up the pieces. You may be entitled to significant compensation and bad faith damages. Know your rights. Call McClenny Mosley & Associates. We have the experience needed to fight insurance companies for the value you deserve. 
Call now for a free evaluation of your claim. Please call 800-824-9522. That is 800-824-9522. Last chance today. Call the Three Tailgater Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Break up the New Orleans Pelicans who have a win streak of two games. Last night they won at Utah 98-97. Big win to beat a really good team on the road. Credit where credit's due. Devontae Graham nails a three-pointer with 1.9 seconds left to win the game for New Orleans. As they win their second consecutive game to the Pelicans. Jonas Valanciunas, a double-double, 11 points, 10 boards. Brandon Ingram was good with 21 points, 8 rebounds. Five assists. Graham had the big shot, of course, but really what was notable for the Pelicans is how the worst bench in the league has suddenly become more productive, and that's because they moved Alexander Walker to the bench and they started playing Hernan Gomez, who's been really good, Ed. Yep. He should have been playing earlier. Yeah, Jackson Hayes has done nothing. No. And Hernan Gomez has come in. He's played really, really well in every game. And you know you know the fact that Jackson Hayes has done nothing irks David Griffin because he's a big Jackson Hayes guy. And I understand his affinity because a guy who with that kind of length, who has that kind of athletic ability, but it just hasn't happened for him yet. Not saying it won't, but it hasn't. Is that well, fair? Well, it's three years, right? Third year? Right. But what I'm saying is when he came into the league, he was a pup anyhow. He was, 19. I mean, I mean, my goodness, 19 years old. So you, you don't write him off yet? No, of course not. But the other guy should be in the game. Right. Because he's a veteran and he knows exactly what he can and cannot do. And if, and if you watched the game the other night when Hernan Gomez made that three, mm-hmm. the entire bench went crazy. Right. So you know he's respected in the locker room. Yeah, they like him. Look, the guy works hard. He, he's a team player, never complains, waits his turn. And gets to play. Of course, Herb Jones has been really good. This guy was an excellent draft pick. Mm-hmm. He just does everything to help you win. He's an elite defender, can guard every spot. He had three steals last night. Doesn't need the ball to be successful. Eight points last night. Good player. And then Kyra Lewis had a really good game last night. Ten minutes. He scored ten points and was perfect from the field and from the free throw line. That's what they really want out of him. And as for Murphy, he's, he's a DNP. I mean, he's, he's really struggled, Ed. He's not been what they hoped he would be at this point. It's very early. He's got length. We know he can shoot. We know he can defend. But the adjustment's been tough for him at the NBA level to this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's what happens. The other news, of course, is that Zion Williamson, Pelicans issued a release yesterday saying he's full go now, right? Full contact. Full contact. So what does that mean? Means he's going to play sometime soon, right? Yep. Like maybe next week? Be fantastic. And then how much? And what's he going to look like? And the minutes restriction again and all those things. Look, he'll make them a better team. That's obvious, okay? We've said that all along. But they're 5-16 and 16 right now. That's 21 out of 82. So doing the math, they're fourth of the season done at this point. The Western Conference you got to get to the top ten. Again, you got that whole play-in situation, which I think is kind of yeah, ridiculous, I, I frankly. I can't stand it. I think it's ridiculous. Well, it just but a, just it a does give to, you a chance. Get just a chance to have you talking about more teams late in the season. That's right, regardless That's of is. what your record is. I, you know, to me, the fact that, that theoretically, yeah. okay, that you play an 82-game season and 10 out of 16 
have a chance. Is it 30 or 32 teams? 30. 10 out of 15, right? Mm-hmm. Have a chance to win a championship, theoretically. I think that's wrong. Well, Utah's been a bugaboo for the New Orleans. I mean, that's been a team they just can't beat. And a win there at, at Salt Lake last night was impressive. Now, they got to play again tonight. The, the strange NBA scheduling where they started this back-to-back stuff and the same team's gym. They started doing that, what, last year? So they play again tonight, see who has legs, what can happen in that game. But either way, even if they get out of there with a split, that's pretty good given the circumstances. So good win. You want to get encouraged? Zion's about to come back. They've won two in a row. Bench is playing better. Coach Green is making some adjustments to his talent. Yeah, get enthused a little bit. But, again, you wonder who noticed last night, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no Late doubt. game, high school football night, everything else imaginable. Mm-hmm. So we inform you about what happened. They won, and that's great. And they play again tonight at Salt Lake against Utah. That's going to do it for us, Ed. It's always a pleasure, a lot of fun. Thank you, as sure, always. Buddy. And we'll do it next week again at 10 a.m. And in the coming weeks, once we get done with this high school season, we'll be at uh, we'll be at Francesca's once a month or so because we're scheduled to do that and look forward to that, especially as we get closer to baseball and we get our get our fix right. Yeah. Looking, right. For, looking my, forward to it. Get our fix, man. We gotta. I I have my cardinal jacket. Yeah, I got it. I had it in the car. I might wear it today. I like it. He got mats, so it's good. Yeah, got mats. Maybe they got Strowman. We'll see. Strowman's possible. He's a bulldog. Yeah. So, hey. Get, you never have enough pitching, buddy. Yeah. Never. You know what? I did.